What do you do when you and your spouse disagree about your LGBTQ child? This is a tough situation because the issues that divide are often deeply held religious beliefs. You know the ones. I'm pretty sure it has cost you relationships, but what happens when the relationship at stake is your marriage? Big, difficult, scary. Yeah, let's talk about that today. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday so I call you up and you call me down? Would it be okay? Hello and welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast. Thanks for giving us this few minutes with you. We are so grateful you're here. My name is Robert Cottrell and I'm here as always with... Susan Cottrell. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, Again, welcome. Don't forget to please subscribe, share, and support um, and connect with us. We have vibrant resources as well as supportive community, inclusive community, Whoever you are, wherever you are, we have that for you. And just email us at hello at freedhearts.org or just take a look at the website, freedhearts.org, and we'll get you all, all set up on that. A couple of things. We've said this before, but please, it is important, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts right now, please rate us, give us five stars. I think that's the only stars that'll work on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> five stars, it means more than you think in the world of, of algorithms and stuff. It really does. So if you like us, please just click that five stars there. And especially as we're talking about this subject today, I want to remind folks that you have a very limited amount of select personal counseling that you do, one-on-one counseling. And if you're interested in that, please just email us. You could do that at susan at freedhearts.org or hello at freedhearts.org, and we will get you all the details on that. So, you know, this is a tough subject today. This is a, this is a tough, tender subject. And because we're going to talk about disagreement within marriage about an LGBTQ child. And you know the issues that, that come up, although there's a lot of things like, you know, um, you know, I was never the successful jock quarterback as a kid, so I'm going to make damn sure my son is, or I was never the, the ballerina princess growing up, so I'm going to make sure my daughter is, whatever it is. There are lots of things like that too, but you know you know that the issues here are about, you know, if it's a choice, if it's a sin, if the Bible is clear or not, and all these kinds of, you know, those issues. And most of these, if not all of these are, they're they're not minor things to people. They're deeply, deeply held beliefs. And it's hard enough. I was talking with the dads the other day when I had breakfast or coffee with them in the morning. Mm -hmm. Breakfast would be good next time, I think. Um, (laughs) Coffee with them in the morning that someone said, you know, We've always had these issues, these these hot button issues, but what's changed is now it's like it's costing friendships and friends are just walking away from decades old relationships and and family members and 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 so having addressing these deeply held beliefs on this in particular is really hard. It's hard enough among friends and family with your children, and it's cost relationships out there. It has. For us, for you, we know it has. But when that disagreement happens within a marriage. Oh, goodness. It too, I mean, it too can cost the relationship. Either in, I mean, And that is so period. scary. Yeah, or, so or scary. In, in quality or in, in depth intimacy. or in intimacy. And that's, and yeah, like you said, that's really scary and Connection. really difficult and really big. Yeah. 
but we've heard about this um, from a few people who have asked yeah. us to to talk about this. And Susan, I think you have yeah. a couple of emails. Yeah, I mean, there. I hear about it in our mom's group. It comes up pretty often, um, you know, and, and, but I got these two particular emails. And so I'm just going to read them because they kind of, I guess, sum it up. Okay. Here's the first one. So appreciate your podcast. Would love to hear a podcast about navigating a mixed affirmation marriage. We both love our daughter, use her name, pronouns, etc. But while I am wholly affirming without reservation, my husband is devastated and believes our adult child has been duped into a, quote, unholy lifestyle. We were both raised in a very conservative church as preacher's kids, but our theological divide has grown over the years. In the past year, we had some marriage counseling with a non-affirming pastor, tried an online QCF parent support group, He quit because he felt pressured to fully affirm and attended a Reformation Project parent workshop. That was a disaster. Our home church just this week had a sermon that included the declaration that trans people are an example of our, quote, wicked and perverted generation. Coincidentally, just a few days after our daughter came out to friends on Facebook, including many from our church. Please help. You just hear the devastation. And And there's another one. And the depth. Of that and the and the difficulty. It's like there's so there's like a list of different things you, right. that are going to have to be addressed here and talked about here, and a list of things doing harm. So, and this is your spouse you're talking. About. This is your primary yeah. relationship you're talking. You about. can't just unfriend this person and right. block them. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and you have another. Yeah. One, here's right? the here's the other one. I recently found your podcast from a suggestion I read on Facebook page. As a lifelong church going Baptist and preacher's kid. I hear so many things from you that have helped me feel even more sure about my decision to fully and unconditionally love my transgender son. I was wondering if you would discuss the huge stress between spouses when one is affirming and the other isn't. There were many other issues, including his alcoholism, that led to a separation and upcoming divorce after more than 30 years of marriage. But his attitude for our son certainly contributed as well. It's been a very rough road these past several years. Thank you both for your transparency and humor and love. I feel very blessed to have found you. Thank you very much. Wow. I mean, there it's, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's layered. It's yes. so layered. And then the last one yes. too, with all the alcoholism and, and separation and you don't just all kinds of stuff. It's layered. So yeah. What in the world do we have to say about all of this? You know, what if there is disagreement within a marriage when a child comes out? Yeah. And so let me just, say that to start off that a situation like this reveals you know like some big fracture that you and your spouse disagree on can really be a jolt to our lives and to our marriage and while you and I have agreed on this issue from the start and we're very fortunate that way we have been through something else like this before where we really had a rough go of it. And it is not easy. And so nothing we say here is to take this situation lightly at all. You know, when our first child came out and then the, the next, so the two out of five, it was paradigm shattering. And it jolted me, us, into a whole new relationship with God, with people, with ourselves. And it showed me how judgmental I'd become our first 20 years in church or 20 years in church. And it showed me that 
I don't want to be that person anymore. We didn't realize, and sometimes oh you don't realize that. Oh my gosh, we didn't realize that. that. And it's just the air you breathe. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, that's what happened personally, and that's true for countless parents in our groups also, because that's what happens is a paradigm shows you, you know, a big thing shows you your paradigm doesn't hold that big thing, and you have to shift. Well, the same thing can happen in the marriage, and when we had our thing with our marriage back then about other stuff, you know, that too was like our whole paradigm had to be disassembled and expanded, and so your views on your LGBTQ child can reveal the same kind of core foundational issues where you say, I don't want to be in this kind of marriage anymore. And you have to change or not be there. You know, we have to change this marriage or not be here anymore. And as I said, this is very, very difficult to face in a marriage. And when you and I went through this, you know, previously, we did it. It was we're really glad we did because we ironed out a lot of issues in our marriage. You know, I likened it to you have a, you have a starter marriage and then you grow and change for 20, 30 years or whatever. And then you've got a new situation and you've got to update and remodel and refurbish and pull out the old stuff that's rotten. That's what a marriage takes. Are you calling me software? You had to update your software? <laughs> no. no, but the marriage we did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it is really hard. And so that's the opportunity in front of you is to look at your marriage all over again because yeah. the issues are not, this is not the issue. This That's exactly right. Yeah, go ahead. You were trying. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And I think, and the difficulty here, you know, and this is, this is true to some extent with a parent and a child because there's a history and we know hot buttons and we know how to get a reaction. And, but within a marriage, it's even more so because there's a lot, you know, it's like, it's like a, a couple that that continually like slams each other in a in a funny Pushes kind each of other's way. Buttons. Yeah. yeah, 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 or not. Um, but that resentment has built up over a long, long time. So this this issue dealing with this and dealing with all these things that go along with this, it is layered and it does bring up a lot of things going to have to be dealt with. And the answer is is most likely in professional help. And that's not us. You know, I mean, right. we're not professional therapists. But it has to be a therapist who is affirming. Yeah, it has, to, has, yeah it has to be affirming because you know, and we're telling you right now, you know that is the, quote, right position. You're, and we'll talk about this, you know, you don't have to wonder about whether you're right in this to fully affirm your child. You know that, you know that. Um, so it has to be an affirming therapist who's not going to even get into that. Anyway. Okay. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to get off. Because your child's off a track. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we we talk about that when this issue comes up in a church, for example, that for a church to be non-affirming, not fully inclusive, reveals some core problems within the church itself. The fact that they can justify, in some way, the absolute oppression and marginalization of an entire group of people reveals that they may not get it about love and about the gospel and about Jesus' teachings and life. And, right. And for this to come up for either parent to have this just aversion, this, this anger and resentment and aversion to this about their child often reveals some, a, a lot of things underneath about how they feel about themselves, about how they feel about their own sexuality about and, and 
and how common, you know, just all kinds of things. Yeah. So it is, it is, it is layered, you know, and, and. Yeah. It's not something you can take lightly. No. But the issue is, you know, they always say the issue is not the issue. Mm. This is only the top layer of a fracture underneath. Yeah. And as you said about church, we use this as a litmus test that if they're not affirming of this community, then they're focused on rules and not relationship, bottom line. They're, they're yeah. focused on law, not love, bottom line. And you can't have both. You can't be focused on both. We don't say, again, like you said, we don't say this. We don't take anything lightly because we know that, you're, that you may, if you're in this situation, you're going, well, then what do I do? You know, the, my spouse won't, won't address this or is, is dug in. And I, so is it, do I talk right. about it? Do I leave? Do I stay? Yeah, you, know, you, you found a crack in the foundation of your marriage. Yeah, because this and, you, and it doesn't go away by just yeah. ignoring it. Because honestly, how how you both view your child and deal with—that sounds so so impersonal—but raised your child. Honestly, it may be a deal breaker here. It may be a deal breaker because again, it, it reveals core stuff, and only you can figure that out. But don't. Yeah. Don't be afraid to go there. And I don't, I don't say that lightly. I say that with, with deep gravity that the marriage may have a crack in the foundation or termites or whatever analogy you want to use. But those yeah. don't go away just by ignoring them because the choice is to, well, okay, I'm just going to live this way. And then that's your life. And then that's your child's life as well. And the, and the consequences may be, will likely be tragic on yeah. a lot of fronts. Um, just to refer back to the second email again, she's, she said, um, you know, there was alcoholism, his, his alcoholism, as well as her child. So, you know, there are usually issues underneath this. This, this just revealed the crack in the foundation. But there is a bottom line here. Yeah, the bottom, there is a bottom line. Yeah, the bottom line is your child needs to be protected. Amen. Not ganged up on. And if you just go along with your spouse because that's your spouse and you're showing support and united front and all that, then you leave your child unprotected. And that is unjust. That is not love. And just as you wouldn't stand by while your partner did other harmful things to your child, to, to stand by is to enable. And we've heard that, you know, not getting into specifics, but you've heard that where, where years later, a child says to, let's say, the mom here in this case, Mom, you knew what you was knew going what on dad was that? doing to me. Yeah, you, you knew what was going on. You didn't do anything. Right. You know, so, so this they're, is, they're complicit in that. They're neglectful in that negligence and, and enabling. Yeah. And that, that may feel like a, quote, temporary or, uh, you know, a way to, to avoid you know, the conflict, avoid the conflict temporarily, but oh man, the just, oh. impact is long lasting. Yeah. And, you know, you have to recognize, I don't think we understand as lay people, just the idea of the power dynamic, but the parent is always the power person in the relationship. And so it is the child, whatever age it can be, they can be 40 and the parents are 65. But the parent, the child is still the one who is listening to their parents, who wants to please their parents. That's just the power dynamic of that parent-child relationship. But especially when they're still younger, it's, it's the child who needs to be protected. Yep. And the other parent is usually the one 
in the position to do that. They're the one in the home with that spouse. Yeah, that that to me is a is a good. And you may be wondering, well, is it how bad is it? How how bad is this? If you're finding that in any way, spiritually, emotionally, even physically, you are having to protect your child from something the other spouse is doing or saying. That's a big red flag. Yes. That's a big red flag. And and yes. Yeah. Yeah. I always think that's why we have two parents is because we need, parents need balance to each other. But when we've effectively silenced half the parents, you know, or other things, sometimes it's the other way around too. I think of it often as the woman is silenced and, and submitting to her husband, but often the the man just lets her go because lets her say what she says because it's too hard to confront her. So, but the parent, the other parent is the one in a position to support the child. Okay. And if you're afraid to take on that non-affirming parent, how much more is your child afraid (laughs) of the rejection and the, and the shaming that will come? And so, and how much less are they in the position to defend themselves while you stand by and quote, remain neutral. You talk about the power position, and if you're not, you know, you're the the equal, the the peer to the spouse here, and then you have the child, and if you're not able or willing to take on the non-affirming abusive parent or, or the parent causing the damage through their faith-based rejection, then that child who is who is under and that power unequal. position, yeah. yeah, the unequal, how much more afraid are they? Yeah, and that's when a lot of kids just go, "I'm I'm out of here," yeah, in one way or another, or you know, and that's tough. So, and be aware too that if you have, especially if you have, speaking on behalf of my gender, if if you have a, a dominant a dominant male partner in this, men are notorious in this situation for <clears throat> for manipulating and gaslighting and and, and being. Blame shifting, blame shifting, and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so be aware. We did a whole episode about um, examples of of things that are gaslighting, and and I actually have the whole beloved adventure. Course oh yeah, on yeah. Be- overcoming dysfunction, beyond That's dysfunction. Right. That'd be real good. And as a reminder on our beloved, yeah, we haven't talked about that in, in several episodes. But don't forget our beloved adventures. We have several of them out now. One coming up soon, um, and um, the one about. Uh, Journey Beyond Dysfunction. Yeah, is really good. Has a whole day on on this particular thing about gaslighting, and and those are extremely affordable. And if you, if for some reason you can't do that, just write us, and we can we have scholarships and things like that available. But they're extremely affordable, or just write us, and we'll make sure you get the resources you need. That's true of all of our resources, by the way. Um, so we have a Mama Bear's Journal journey, by the way, which is also really good for moms to deal with their own kind of weight that they've yeah. carried. Yeah, we have that. We have the dysfunction, beyond dysfunction journey. We have a journey, kind of our core teaching to free your heart. And we have a journey. It'll change the internal conversation. Yeah. And and also a journey on on um, how the Bible is radically included, uh, inclusive. And coming out very soon after this episode will be the registration will open for a 25-day wizarding adventure, reclaiming the Harry Potter you love. <laughs> And we're so excited. So psyched about that. Didn't so, mean to get into a commercial there, yeah, but it was really we, related to this, we don't the have, dysfunction We don't thing. have commercials, so right. we're just tossing it in there. So, but be aware that you you may be being, again, <laughs> we know the hot buttons. We know what right. works, and that right. gets pulled out in the situation. But be aware of that. So, And sometimes what you can do in this is 
if both sides of this are willing to say, well, you know what? I don't agree with you. I don't, you know, you, you think this, I think that I understand that that disagreement may be causing great harm to our, our child. Um, but I don't, I'm not convinced. I don't agree with you. Can you come together with a common goal? And maybe the goal is whatever we're doing here, if our arguments, if our discussion is making the child feel unloved or unaccepted, we're not going to have have that in front of them right now. Well, so, if and if one of our positions, excuse me. Well, that's a temporary fix right now. I'm talking about it's a temporary thing. Is while you're while you're going through counseling, if, if there's a willingness to do that, and there sometimes is, you know, can you come together for the time being with a common goal of doing everything you can to make sure the child feels loved and accepted? I mean, if I if think I was a, trying to not have it be that the then the affirming parent goes silent and lets a non-affirming parent do what they've been doing, which is harmful. So during this truce time. Yeah, well, that wouldn't have the child feel loved and accepted. Right, right, yeah. So the the truce time would be where the non-affirming parent says, I'm not going to talk about this with the child in front of the child with you. I'm going to, you're on the side of love and trust God with everything else. Yes, or direct, right, exactly. Again, this is an idea that if you're willing to go through and like, almost like, in our time that we've worked on our marriage, it's like, well, while we're working on this, can we at least come together for this? Yeah, we can do yes. that. You know, so that kind of thing is what I'm talking about. And your goal here, honestly, your goal is not to change each other. That's not going to go well. Your goal is that your child knows that they're loved and accepted for who they are as they are. You don't don't have this goal that you're going to try to change the other person. That's that's kind of a trap. You know what I mean by that? You know, and I'm, it's, it's the hope here that the non-affirming partner in this will agree to some serious counseling um, and not with a non-affirming lay person or counselor or, or like pastor kind of role. I don't think that that's what's needed. They're not, this. they're not trained to deal with this. They're not equipped. Because of all the layers in the marriage, right? No, right. The, no, the, the uh, oh. untrained pastor Oh yeah. Just yes, going yes, yes. to your local pastor is insufficient. Yeah, it could be really dangerous too. Because yeah. they're in a spe- if they're non-affirming, then there's no room to go. Then it only can be, you know, they're only going to reinforce the, the harmful behavior of the non-affirming parent. And so it has to be somebody who's actually trained who can be helpful. Yeah. In our last episode, we talked about things that work uh, when changing the hearts and minds of evangelical Christians, non-affirming evangelical Christians. And one of those things was the focus on the negative impact of the current situation. One thing here, and I've, I've said this to a lot of dads, is that, okay, here's the deal, <laughs> dad. You're a, you're a grown-ass human being. Right? You, can decide, <laughs> you can decide in five years. Let's say you decide in five years that you, do, you just don't agree with this. You don't agree. You don't agree. You, 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 so you love your child and you decide in five years that you just don't agree with this. Okay, you can do that. If you decide now that I don't agree with this and you withhold that kind of love, you express that kind of rejection, honestly, in five years, you may not have a child and you change your mind in five right. years, you may not have a child left. Either they're unwilling or worse, they're gone. And those stats, the suicide stats, the substance abuse, all those kind of things, those sometimes are reason enough to get a non-affirming partner to go, okay, okay. I'll pull back. Yes, I'll pull back. Let's go to counseling. Yeah. You know, and again, the default is the immediate mental health 
of the child, the immediate making sure that child feels loved and accepted due to the dangers to their mental health of faith-based family rejection. You know? And, you know, as I think back over all of our groups and all the people I've talked to, talked to when I've spoken and all the things, I have met many people who were not affirming in the beginning and they became affirming over time and it's opened their life up to be so much better oh and so gosh. much richer and it's restored their family and their relationship with their children and their child. And I don't recall anybody that I know of who who was affirming and then changed their not mind and became non-affirming. Unless <laughs> that's amazing. That's true. Uh, that, right. Which shows that the direction is toward an affirmation because you want a continued ongoing relationship with your child. Well, especially you say, you know what, I was affirming, I became non-affirming, and my and and my relationship with my gay child is so much better. Now. Right. No, that's, that's, that's an, never happened. It's never happened. And uh, I was going to say the one exception is if in the intervening time when they were non-affirming and became, I mean, they were affirming and became non-affirming is if they became a Christian in that time or they started going to a conservative non-affirming church Whoa. in that time. And those stories are tragic. And I've had people come to me. Right. I'm thinking of somebody in particular who came to me and said, I affirmed him when he came out. I was fine with him. Then I started going to church. And I became non-affirming, and now I've destroyed the relationship, and I right. will not. He will not reconcile with me, and I'm just devastated. She's like sixty-five, and she's her son is done with her. Mm. That's it. And so, if you're going to probably change your mind over time in the direction of being freer and more affirming, don't wreck it in the meantime. Yeah, if this we talk about this may be a deal breaker here, and you know what it it may be. And that's one of those situations. Yeah, 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 yeah. To the marriage, and yeah. that, and I, I, I can't have enough sympathy for that. I can't. I, I mean, I, I can't express it enough. Yeah, I can't yeah. ex- express how difficult and painful that that is to even think that. All I can tell you there is that s- some parts of that will be so hard, and honestly, some parts of that will be beautiful. It will, yeah. and you're. You know your relationship with a with your child who, who, I don't know, just just just. Yeah. Yeah. We feel for you. We, we really feel do. for you, but it's not all a bad thing. It may not all be a bad thing in your end. It may take you a know, while to get there. Yeah. Know? When I, when we went through our thing in our marriage, I thought I would die. I just it was so painful. It was so you know, pulling out parts of me that I didn't know were in there that were ugly and I didn't like them in myself. And, and I didn't, I didn't see them until the marriage was on the line. And then it was like, holy smokes, we've got to get this together. I've got to make some changes. And I did. And I thank God I did. And if I didn't, you know, we would, we would be done. And it was mostly on my side, the changes that needed to be made. But I wouldn't take it back for the world, for all the pain we mm. went through. I wouldn't change that for anything. And that's the message to convey to the, the non-affirming spouse here, is that um, there is beauty here. Yes. You know, you don't need to know what's coming. You don't need to know how it's all going to work out. You just need to stay on the journey. Yeah. You just need to be willing to take the journey. Grab your spouse's hand, grab your child's hand, and go on this journey. 
and love each other and trust. Yeah. And the same thing is true. And if you're the affirming spouse and at some point in this process, your spouse lets go. Yeah. There it is. And there it is. Yeah. But I want you to know you're not alone in this. <clears throat> wherever you are, wherever you are now and wherever you may end up, there are, there is someone else in this community right here who understands and will go along on this journey with you. Yeah. You can get the support. People will come alongside you. It may even wonderfully expand your definition of what family is. And and come write us about getting in the parents' groups because Rob runs the, the dads' groups and I have a series of moms' groups. And you come in and you will find somebody else in there virtually, it's online, um, who who has had to handle this yeah. issue. And it will give you courage to find that out. I do want to say that for the person who says, the non-affirming person who says, I just can't become affirming, you know, that is not from God. I'm going to say it's a teaching. It's a paradigm. It is not God asking them to reject their child and their spouse. Ultimately, that's not what's going on here. It's a paradigm that they learned and they're terrified or too invested in to re-examine but that is not the same as God requiring this of them. Well, again, what, what's, the, what's the teaching? What kind of God would it be to say, I require you to now reject and abandon your child and your wife to hold this? It's just like, no, 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 no. no. So in the middle of this, wherever you are on this journey or in this process, you can make sure as much as it's up to you and moms, dads, affirming your voice means more. In this situation, your voice carries more weight and means more than you even know. So you can make sure that your child knows that they didn't cause this disagreement. Yes. Even if things go south, if they don't work out, this situation only revealed fault lines, core issues that were already there that needed to be addressed. This was present before this thing with them erupted. This don't, don't let your kids take responsibility or feel guilt for this. Yeah, I mean, Which, it's, I mean, even five-year-olds who have no real agency will say, oh, you know, daddy left mommy because I didn't clean my room. I mean, it's just, yeah. they take on that yeah. burden. So it, just to go extra and say, listen, we, this just revealed what was already here. You didn't cause this. Yeah. And we do this every day in terms of, of reminding LGBTQ people that they're loved as they are for who, who they are. So, because we know that they hear from family and non-affirming friends and the ultra-religious non-affirming church that, you know, different message. And so we say, no, 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 that's not true. You are, beloved. You are, you are absolutely perfect the way you are. So you can raise your voice to, to, to speak that into the life of your child with incredible passion when they're hearing voices maybe within the same house that say something different. You can do that for your child, and that's a gift. Don't ever underestimate the impact of that. That's a gift. So, okay, please do connect with us. Hello at freedhearts.org. We have resources and community to help you know you're on the right track. This is complicated and it is complex, but it's not hopeless. We promise. Can um, I say one more thing? Yeah, please, Sorry, please, no, wrapping up, but you know, there's that part in the New Testament somewhere where it it says if Paul is saying, you know, if you are now a believer with an unbelieving spouse. If you can be at peace and peaceably stay in the marriage, do that. If you can't, then don't do that. 
And I think, you know, you're now with an unbelieving spouse. If, if they are not affirming your child, then they're not believing the real gospel. That's true. Yep. They're not believing the real God. And so you're with an unbelieving spouse and you have to see if that's something that you can live with peaceably without endangering your child, you know, psychically and spiritually and emotionally and all that, or if you can't. So I just thought that's a good context, a framework to put this in as you think about this. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. We love you. You are beloved. You're not alone. We love you and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday so I call you up and you call me down? Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner. And you can find out more about her at heysaintsinner.com. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.